Hey, what's going on, Clipper people? It is me, William the Opinion Updike. And I am Positive Chuck Lockler. And we're your friendly neighborhood Clippers podcast. Oh, yeah. A couple of best friends and Clipper credential media folks mm-hmm. who uh, bring you locked on clips five days a week. Somehow we made it. I also have to apologize. This episode, yesterday's episode came out at like 8.30. Because of some upload issues. What the heck? When does it normally come out? 7 a.m. This one will be out at 7 a.m. I apologize to everyone who got up. A bunch of people tweeted at us, which I appreciate. Hey, we super appreciate it. Nice keep, to see that people are Keep listening. us on our toes. Yeah, thank you, you for know? keeping us on our toes. Uh, we apologize. Won't happen again. Yeah, that's on me. Anyways, we got a heck of a show lined up for you today. It's bright and early 7 a.m. when you're listening. <laughs> uh, Clippers are taking on the Suns. <laughs> this is a big one. Uh, I'm so excited for this One game. of the harder games in our schedule. Uh, and also, I mean... More than likely, a second-round opponent if the standings kind of stay similar to where they are right now. Yep. Uh, so we're going to talk about what we need to do well to win that one as well as what could go wrong, give you a couple of key matchups to take a look at. And then it's Thursday. Every single Thursday we talk Thirsty Thursday, which is you know what we want to see more of. Uh, so we're going to kind of talk about you know basically what we want to see more. We're going to talk yeah. about Surge. <laughs> we're going to talk about Terrence Mann and sort of his future in the rotation uh, as well as how the team is going to approach the final 20 games of the season. And then in shavings, uh, which is just kind of where we wrap up everything else, we're going to be talking about Patrick Patterson, as well as just some way too early predictions on whether or not Kawhi will stay. So before we get into that, got to let you know, this episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Locker Room. Download the Locker Room app from the iOS App Store and find one of the Locked On Rooms. Locker Room, changing the way we talk about sports. You are Locked On Clippers. Your daily Los Angeles Clippers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, welcome to the Clippers vs. Suns preview. I'm so excited for this game. I'm going to be very nervous the whole time. Yeah. Uh, It's going to be a close one, I think. Spoiler alert, Serge Ibaka is out. His 13th game in a row that he's missed. Yeah. We're going to talk about this on Thursday, Thursday, but there is... No clarity on this injury. There's been no change. I, like we're not getting any more specifics about what's yeah. going on. It's yeah, it's it's a little bit of a bizarre one. Anyways, this one's <laughs> super important because this is a tie. This would be the tiebreaker. Yeah. For the Suns, these teams are neck and neck, which you know we'll talk about more and uh, what we need to do. They well. play the Jazz the night we're recording this, so we're yes. getting them on the second night. We're getting them on the second night of a way. brutal back-to-back. <laughs> hey, you get to play the one in the three seed. <laughs> uh, last time we, we played this team, we you know we came away with five-point win. Paul George played out of his mind. This game got weird and chippy. Yeah, uh, some it, tension. Yes, so it, it'll, be interesting to, it'll be interesting to watch. What do we need to do well in order to put this one away, Chuck? Well, I'm going to start with one small thing, and then because there's a bunch of stuff we maybe have to do well in this one. Um, Rebounding. Yes. I feel like we say it all the time. The Suns really only kind of not borderline excellent spot in their team stats mm-hmm. is their rebounding. They average the ninth fewest total rebounds in the game. We're just under a top 10 team in that regard, so that's nice. The Suns are 24th in offensive rebound percentage and 11th in defensive rebound percentage. Mm-hmm. So, you know, pretty middle of the road, I guess. We, the Clippers, are 13th in offensive rebound percentage and 2nd and defensive rebounding percentage. So there's a chance that this game is won or lost on the boards in terms I, of the Clippers' effort and stuff like that. Yeah, second chance points could be huge. Um, we're both limiting opponent offensive rebounds to a similar percentage, but the Suns are allowing marginally around like 5% yeah. uh, better offensive rebounding percentage to their opponents. So second chance points could be huge in this one. Really, I mean, 
These teams are so close <laughs> uh, as you know, both their records would indicate, but both these teams similarly efficient uh, in terms of field goal percentage, they're like 0.2% different. Jeez, yeah, they we're are, fourth and fifth. They're fourth and fifth in the NBA. Uh, turning the ball over, are, they're both tied for fourth in the NBA in terms of turnover percentage. So both very good. Um, but yeah, both at like that 13.1%. So that's another thing to look for. You know, sometimes the clips can get into a, a bit turnover heavy starts. We got Rondo coming back, who's looked a little rusty in terms of ball security. So that might be an issue. Yeah. And also, I mean, I think early momentum could play a huge factor in this one, especially oh, yeah. with a team on the second night of a back to back. If you, you know, turn the ball over a lot early and allow them to get in or establish any sort of sizable lead. That's gonna be really tough They're to fight against. Uh, and both these defenses are are really pretty close. Yeah. Um, they're fifth in the league in in, in terms of uh, opponents' field goal percentage. We're tenth. Uh, so yeah, I mean they're they're you know they're better uh, for sure. We are sending teams to the line a little bit less than they are. So yeah. if this kind of gets into the still same, still not crazy though, right? Like we're it's still not like like it's so weird. Like looking at the margins for this game, yeah, there's not a lot of margins that we can kind of like sneak something by this Suns team. Definitely, definitely. Though it will be interesting to see like if this, uh, with given how chippy the last game was, if this game gets into similar foul territory. That hey, the we Blazers, got Rondo and Boogie now, man. This game is going to be very <laughs> chippy. But it, I mean, if it gets like quarter that sort of that slog down way that the Blazers game got at times, uh, it's going to be interesting to watch uh, sort of how those free throws kind of shake out. For sure. Um, we're both we're fourth and fifth in opponent points off of turnovers, so we're li we're both you know good at limiting teams on the fast break. We're marginally better than them. So it's going to be one of those things. If we choose to take advantage of it, you know, right. it, it could be there. You know, attempting to push the ball on the fast break a little bit, yep. attempting to pick up the pace. Um, Maybe more man minutes. Yeah, for that scenario. Yeah, uh, and also they've been really great at defending the paint. So our offensive attack is going to be have to be pretty varied. Passing right? has to be on point. Yes, we can't be sloppy with which. Being discussed. Uh, I mean, do you have anything else we need to do well before? We could we before we get into what could go wrong because this ties in kind of perfectly to that. I completely meant to do that. Let's talk about what could go wrong. The Suns are allowing the fewest assists per game in the NBA. Woo! Uh, so, like I said, like our offensive attack is going to have to be varied. You know, if we can't get the ball moving effectively, really, this is going to put a lot of pressure on our scorers to get their own shot. In I was going to say my other note was frustrating ISO ball. Yeah, well, I think that honestly, like. This could be an asset for the Clippers if those kind of top tier guys can can rise to the occasion. If the Suns have to settle for it too, yeah, then I'm fine with it. If so, their offense is like whirring around and we're just having to look, the team is very good at closing out and recovering and stuff like that. Yeah, but if we're having to do that and the Suns aren't, mm -hmm. that's what I'm going to be worried. If we, if this just ends up that the defenses are just so good that both teams are like, all right, we're going stars on stars right now. I obviously like the Clippers' chances in this one, but if yeah. we have to expel too much effort because, and you know, and the ball just isn't moving, like we're gonna see some of the frustrating ISO ball that's frustrated people. So here's the other thing that's difficult. I mean, a lot of our a lot of our defensive scheme uh, sort of prioritizes keeping teams, uh, out, you know, off the three point line. 
trying to limit shots, obviously like point blank at the rim. Right. Most modern, you know, NBA defenses. We do, however, give up a lot of mid-range points. And the Suns, this could be very dangerous. They've got two guys who love to live in the mid-range. They yeah. attempt about 13% of their field goal attempts in the mid-range, which is third in the NBA. So That's they're very comfortable. Who's that behind, like the Spurs? And... Uh, yeah, something like that. <laughs> I, I don't have the numbers. DeMar DeRozan right. skewing those numbers for the Spurs? I don't have the numbers right in front of me, but, you know, this this we got a lot of work cut out for us in this one. Yeah, I mean, there's so many big things. Like, I'm worried about Aiton. Aiton ate against us last game. Had like 25 or something like that. Um, if we have to send too many guys to deter him, yeah, it's going to leave shooters over. And Jay Crowder shooting 38% on six threes a game. And as they say in 30 Rock, book is book. Yes. He's very good. Absolutely. So. Well, the Aiton thing is going to be interesting. So I guess one of the key matchups that I'm looking forward to is just sort of seeing how Ty Lue chooses to play his cards. Yeah, you know, like, is, like, is this going to be, oh, this is a playoff matchup, or is this going to be trying to get Rondo back into shape, trying to get Bev back into shape? Yeah. I, I'm leaning towards the just trying to get guys back into shape style game, I, which we can still win. I So, like, I'm with you there, and I think that is what we could see. I think what we should see, though, is, like, a strong draft against a potential second-round opponent. Uh, I mean, I'm not mad at that. So I, I, you know, I guess how much different is this starting lineup going to look with both Morris and Zoo in it versus Serge and Batum, like we saw last time? Yeah, Batum really struggled against Booker. I would say but uh, I had a note here about Booker, and he he just it was kind of crazy that Batum was on him the most, which makes me think we'll see Mook on him the most, right? Yeah. Or has the defense turned enough of a corner compared to I mean eight years ago in January? that we're going to see maybe ramped up Kawhi. Could be. Yeah. Could I mean, it's going to be interesting to see how they choose to do that. And then, I mean, the other thing is, is will we see Zoo in the closing lineup? God, we, a, we better. We had a healthy <laughs> surge last time. I mean... Aiden's going to be out there. <laughs> my thing is, if we see this team maybe get a get it, like sort of winning handedly in this one, which I'm not saying will happen, but no. if, if it did happen... Is that sort of like the final period on the argument of like, should Zoo be starting? I think at this point, this is just an ellipsis. It's just Zoo should be starting, dot, dot, dot. Because every performance has been good. Yeah. Since he's been, you know, like maybe it's not bringing it all the way offensively, but he's he's rotating out. He's guarding guards on the perimeter. Defensively, he's I making mean, things harder. Like it's absurd how good he's Defensively, been. he's just the big, the, I mean... He's, he's got to be the strongest. Big. He's got to be the strongest piece, really, that the Clippers have. That in terms of like elevating every lineup that he's yeah. Had. Aside from obviously like Kawhi and Paul George, and I know, like but that. even then, it's like it's different, right? Like, well, yeah, because you're getting <laughs> the value he brings to his position, yeah, especially compared to what we're working with when Surge is out, mm -hmm. for sure. Um, Bev versus CP3. Bev's going to be on Ooh. a minutes restriction. Yeah. But he looked really fired up and made some good decisions against the Blazers, which I think is very key. He did almost fall out, but it was a good almost fall out. His on-ball pestering will be much needed. And, like, ball denial needs to be key in this one. Right? Yeah. I want to see a bunch of deflections. CP3's averaging, like, nine assists a game. Um, I just – Kawhi's got to be on point. Paul George, like we said, torched him last time out. And we still only won by five. Yeah. Right? So, like, we're going to need a 2-1-3 game in this one again. Booker did not attempt a shot on when he was guarded by Patrick Beverly. Love it. That makes total sense. Booker did record three assists, but yeah, uh, Booker also only took like three threes last time he played, which I think is something to look out for. Mm -hmm. If we're limiting his three point attempts, I'm pretty hyped with how the defensive scheme as a whole is going. 
Well, they take a lower percentage of their overall field goal attempts from three. So sure. the, the three the three ball in general is just going to be something to watch in this one. If we yeah. can make them fall, I mean, we can kind of punish them early. Anything else for matchups? Uh, well, I, one more thing. Just kind of bench stops versus bench sparks, right? Yeah. So the Suns have a top. Stops versus sparks. Love that. The, uh, the Suns have a top two bench offensively. Yeah. Uh, and this could be kind of a telling matchup for how Ty Lue opts to favor bench offense versus defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, my early prediction: Don't expect to see Luke in this one. I don't think. <laughs> oh no! I, I, I don't think we're going to try to outgun their bench. Uh, I, I, I'm hoping that we get to see some good Terrence minutes. Uh, obviously, they're going to be working Rondo back into shape, which I guess he's kind of in the middle of these two things. I hope Luke <laughs> goes for thirty, and Ty Lue's like, I heard what Will Updike said. Uh, we haven't talked about this before we get into the next segment, but Jay Crowder versus us. Oh, he yeah. locked up Kawhi last time. Yeah. He locked up Kawhi last time. I think Kawhi went one for seven against Jay Crowder on the He's last a great matchup. defender, man. He's a great defender. We talked about his shooting. I want Kawhi to. to he would show out. On, he would show out on us when he was on the Celtics, when he was on just the Grizzlies, happens. when he was on the Jazz. Um, I want Kawhi to dominate this one. I'm not saying that in a weird way. Like I don't think he can. I just would love to see. I just that one of those Kawhi games where you're like, what's going on with the the box score? And you're like, oh, Kawhi has 26. Yeah. On I don't know. What's your prediction? Can you do we have predictions for this game? Like this is I'm tense for this one. We're recording this the night before. Look, like, I think if we can come out and be assertive early uh, against a team on the second night of a back to back, I think we can. I think we can get a close victory. Uh, I'm, I just I want us to overall just hold the Suns sub 110 points. I love it. And we get the win. I love it. Um, coming up, we're going to be talking what we're thirsty for uh, with the remainder of the season. But first, have to give a shout out to Headspace. Wouldn't it be great if there were a pocket-sized guide that helped you sleep, focus, act, and be better? Well, guess what? There is. And if you have 10 minutes, Headspace can change your life. Headspace Ooh. is your daily dose of mindfulness in the form of guided meditations and an easy-to-use app. It is one of the only meditation apps advancing the field of mindfulness and meditation through clinically validated research. So whatever the situation, Headspace really can help you feel better. Overwhelmed? Headspace has a three-minute SOS meditation for you. Need some help falling asleep? Headspace has wind-down sessions that members swear by personally. I've used a couple of them. Slept like a rock. It was great. And for parents, Headspace even has morning meditations you can do with your kids. Get your kids on the meditation train now, because if I meditated back in the day... Lord knows what my ceiling would be. Um, Headspace's approach to mindfulness can reduce stress, improve sleep, boost focus, and increase your overall sense of well-being. Headspace is backed by 25 published studies on its benefits, 600,000 five-star reviews, and over 60 million downloads. You deserve to feel happier, and Headspace is meditation made simple. Go to headspace.com slash lockdownNBA. That's headspace.com slash lockdownNBA for a free one-month trial with Access to Headspace's full library of meditations for every situation. This is the best deal offered right now. Head to headspace.com slash NBA today. And you know what you might be stressed about is auto parts. Will, what can these people do? All right, the best place to go for auto parts is rockauto.com. Look, with the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. So why endure the often pointless or seemingly intimidating line of questioning? And why wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing the only brand his warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. My phone. 
Uh, it's your phone. I, yeah. First computer actually made from a peanut. Anyways, rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything you need from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The thing I love about, the, about rockauto.com is the catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, even the prices that you prefer. Speaking of prices, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and they're the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers, so why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? It doesn't make any sense. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck Right locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. All right, now that we're full of uh, auto parts, we're talking Thirsty Thursday, where we just very kind of uh, front porch talking segment we have. We yeah. just talk about things we want to see. Sometimes we get stat heavy, sometimes we don't. Sometimes we don't. Um, Here's one thing I'm thirsty for, and I, I think every Clippers fan is that we've talked about at the top of this episode. Any tangible update on Surge? And I know th- I know saying this means, well, if you have an update, that doesn't really affect when he's coming back. I know that. For my we peace just of mind, started with back spasms and now it's soreness. The, the, dreaded, that, the dreaded soreness, the dreaded Clippers soreness. Dude, there's a cloud of soreness <laughs> above the Clippers. Um, I just want. Something, a timeline, something I can fix my brain to instead of just this ambiguous, Zoo's our starting center now, this is great. Right? Like, so once, because once we got the updates about Bev playing five on five and all that stuff, it was like, okay, so Reggie's time is coming to an end. Yeah, Serge is not playing on any on court activities. Yeah, so it's just. I'm concerned. I'm very concerned I think in terms of long run. I think you're rightfully concerned. Um, look, I think, I think one reassuring thing he is if you- great on the sidelines. He, I mean, uh, it's art, obviously. Someone asked us uh, if we thought he was free balling underneath that uh, outfit he was wearing the day that was the long one. Yeah. That uh, I think he was probably, I think he probably had some underwear on. Um, Yes, I think so too. I, I but mean, also I don't know. My back's sore. I'm just trying to throw something on and go to the game. You it's know? you know what? You do have to bend over pretty hard to get that underwear on. You do have to bend over pretty hard. Yeah, I mean it might have been healthier for him, <laughs> so not do that. Honestly, yeah, I hope that he didn't even have to dress himself. He just held his arms up <laughs> and just a machine, and it, and it fell down like a Wallace and Gromit when he puts on that sweater. Exactly, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah, I mean that's the only thing. That's the only remedy for soreness. That's a good time. Uh, Look, I, I, I do think that one reassuring thing is you look at what the Clippers prioritized at the trade deadline and, you know, sort of on the buyout market. Right. They didn't jump to grab another defensive center. So yeah. that to me would <laughs> indicate, mean? <laughs> I, mean, I mean, like that to me would indicate uh, that there is some level of confidence that at least Serge Ibaka will be ready and available for the playoffs. Yes. A source of a source of a source of a feather told us. A source of a source. Of a feather. <laughs> Told us that he, he'll probably, he might be out close to the playoffs. Which at this point I would not be surprised by. It's been 13 games. We've heard nothing about ramping up. 20 more games though. That's more than double that. 
I know, man, but this is the world that we live in as Clippers fans in 2021. Um, we hope he gets healthy. I hope Boogie doesn't have to, because this compounds a lot of stuff, right? Yeah. Like, is this the Luke and Bamute curse? It is. I don't know what happened. I don't know if someone slided Luke and that energy went into the air and got some moisture to it and the just Princess became curse. a suspended cloud over the Clippers locker room. The Prince's curse of soreness. Man, I hope it goes away. What can we do to solve this? Um, what are you thirsty for? So I'm kind of thirsty to see how we choose to approach this final 20 game stretch of the season. Uh, you know, we have one of the easier schedules coming up outside of some meetings with the Lakers and Denver and we'll see the Suns again. Um, but there's two ways to do it, right? Like, I, I mean, are we going to take the approach where we're kind of, you know, maybe letting some of our guys have a couple of nights off? Are we going to continue ramping up? Uh, I'm kind of fine. I'm fine really either with either approach. I think that when guys are playing, you know, whether we, you know, choose to not play them in back-to-backs or whatever, right. that's, that's all fine. I think when guys are playing, there still should be a reasonable but conscious effort to kind of ramp up minutes just to make sure that the, the conditioning is there. Because I'm on full team ramp up. I'm on like, let's, let's push this. Yeah, 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 yeah. After last season where it was kind of like, yes, last season was an outlier, bunch of, you know, like I'm not pretending like it was a normal season where yeah, like yeah, anyone yeah. could just flip the switch, but relying on the switch flipping is uncomfortable when there's only... It's never worked for the Clippers. It's never worked for the Clippers, and it's really only worked for one guy on the Clippers, and that's Kawhi Leonard. Who is one of well, the? Well, I mean, that Raptors players. team was good in the regular. No, season. No, agreed. But like, you look at the, the, there's just that that essence. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like where he's very clearly ramping up. Yeah. Um, but I everyone like, else, I'm like, y'all, y'all gotta start. Hustling. Yeah, I mean, I like him at the high level of intensity. I think Paul, I you know, I would be surprised if he wasn't one of the people who was having trouble with conditioning uh, in that bubble. Uh, and that's nothing against him personally. It's just it's it's hard to take a lot of games off and then come in. His toe hurts and ha- and like have to compete at that high of a usage level. Uh, that's I think a that's good call. I, I think that's really hard. So I think you know as safely as you can keep him ramped up. I think you got to do that. Also, look, man. I, so the thing is, is I still feel really good about what the Clippers are right now. It's undeniable that the West has gotten better. It's undeniable. Yeah, absolutely. So I Every think, year I feel like we say this, which sucks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I, I think that that makes seeding really important. And I think that... Oh, but you're on the... Because I feel like we were both kind of on the seeding's not as thing. Two or three. I, like for me, I got to be honest, it has to be two or three. I think that yeah. four or five, like unless we fall to four and the Nuggets jump up to three, I think that four or five can end up being a bloodbath. Yeah. Um, but, it, you know, it just depends. I guess it just for depends. Sure. I'm excited to see what this team looks like at full, full go. Yeah. If that makes sense. I'm just like, so <laughs> I guess here's where I'm at with wanting to see this too. Is like, if Ty Lue likes to play things close to the chest, fine. Yeah. Great. So, but you can't tell me that we're not going to have run out everything that we're going to run in the playoffs. Right. And not have ramped guys up and For kind sure. of taken a they loose They got to be used to the sets in the game. Yeah, yeah. And then have me feel comfortable about the playoffs. I think one thing that's giving Clippers fans pause about this, which I totally get, is the fact that we convinced ourselves, I did, that like there was this whole other secret plan from Doc. Yeah. Because he would kind of say things like, you know, we're going to... He would also say, though, that like you can't bring anything new to the playoffs. Exactly. But and then No, we in our heart of hearts thought that he would yeah. see the numbers. I don't know. Look at something. But now that we have Ty Lue, I'm like, man, and we talked to Evan, uh, Locked on Cavs host. Shout yeah. out to Evan, by the way. Hope you're doing good, buddy. 
um, about that. And I think we just kind of have some some old bad memories of that from Doc. Whereas now we have a coach who actually adjusts. Yeah. Um, last thing that I'm thirsty for, I'm really excited to see what impact man has in limited minutes while Rondo and Bev get into shape. Definitely. He's gotten a lot of extended run pre-Bev and Rondo because he played so well. Obviously, he deserved it. But now he's kind of in a I have to be efficient mode. Mm-hmm. When he comes in, he, he like it's going to show us a lot about how much he's grown as a player. I'm not trying to make this some weird thing like that he I don't think he has grown because he very much has, but being efficient is kind of the number one thing in today's NBA, right? Like I think if he can continue to be the best defensive guard off the bench. Yeah. That's all he needs to do to get playing time. I also think I think the rim running is going to be so big. I, th- I mean, I think that aspect is definitely huge. When he's yeah. when he's out there, his rim running is huge. The spacing is an issue. If he's Him not and Rondo out there, yeah, it's rough like, for spacing. And he's so he's got to be out there with Bev and Luke. And Bev and Luke has looked pretty fun sometimes, um, but he defends well and just brings out north south. I'm excited to see what he does in this limited role. I don't really want him to have a limited role, but I know that we have to figure these things out because guys got to be healthy. But I'm excited to see what he does with this opportunity that isn't really an opportunity if that makes sense yeah <laughs> yes it's the promotion that's a demotion exactly it's the promotion where you're getting paid the exact same but you have to do the really good job you were doing in less time yes um and there's two Plus other, some other idiots yeah. <laughs> i was gonna say and there's two other people yeah you got to cover for maybe a guy that you've idolized <laughs> on the defensive end um let us know what you're thirsty for at locked on clips just it's a fun time uh coming up in shavings we're talking patrick patterson's watch habit and then a nice piece written about the Clippers by The Athletic. But first, Will, where can I bet on sports? All right, look, the only place that we trust to gamble online is Bet Online. Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football, long over. Been over. <laughs> Might never be coming back at this point. But I the NBA uh, is still here. College basketball, also over. NHL, full swing. They're still going. Uh, but Bet Online doesn't just cover sports, they also cover awards, TV shows, and reality TV. They give you real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Plus, Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. So head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's 50% on top of your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Don't forget to use that promo code Locked On. Okay, welcome to Shavings. Hey. Big episode so far. A lot of stuff. Really excited for the Suns game, but I'm going to bring a hard pivot to it. What do you got? Patrick Patterson routinely posts very expensive watches on his Instagram. Uh-huh. Does things like uh, like pouring water on them. What's he got? For Wet Watch Wednesday. I don't know. What's he, what's he rolling with? I'm I, not on Instagram, so. So I think the watch, like what's, like there's like some, uh, like there's the Richard Milley's ones, which are really expensive. Oh, trash. Dude, so he has like watches where you're like, oh, these are, this is house money, right? Like yeah. this is. This is a lot of money. Would you buy an expensive watch if you had an NBA player salary? 100%. One or multiple? Multiple. Wow. Okay. Uh, this is like. Would you just pour a, water all over them? This is like a, just a weird <laughs> side. This is just like a weird side note, but I've always been, never had the money to spend on, but I've always been like really pretty interested in, in watches, especially like vintage watches. Cause, dude, there are watches that are out there and running from the 40s from Swiss watchmakers. That oh, like, oh, you're on a whole different level <laughs> than I am. Uh, so, yes, I, I would definitely, I would definitely get into some watches, but I think, 
I haven't seen. Would you pour water on them? Depends on the watch. Man, I didn't realize how bougie you were with wristwear. I mean, watches have been waterproof for a pretty long time. Ten years. <laughs> I the only the one time I really wanted a watch, like uh-huh. a specific watch, is in Men in Black when they're like suiting up. Yeah, and they throw. I think it's a Hamilton. It's a Hamilton I for sure. It up. Yep. I was like, that's a cool watch. Yeah. But Hamilton's then I looked up how sick. much it cost, and I was like, oh, no, <laughs> give me a Seiko. You know. <laughs> no problem with a Seiko. I mean, I like. I, I enjoy people who are into things. Like, I don't care what the thing yeah, is. Yeah, Patterson's like, into watches, yeah. po- uh, Pokemon, movies. and comic books and movies. But pretty, like, pretty chill guy. You know, if you're into sneakers, like, it's not something I would spend a whole lot of money on, but I, I love to hear about it. Like, oh, I'm, yeah. I'm interested in, I, I'm interested in any well-made thing that there's, like, a following that people have for. There could be, be caps, could be t-shirts, caps. don't care. Tell me about it. There should be a Locked On Kicks show talking about sneakers. Yeah. Every day. Hmm, I'm going to write that one down. Um, now to the important news. Sam Amick wrote a piece about the Clippers keeping Kawhi. Why would they want to do that? <laughs> you just come <laughs> hard, bit. Uh, the quote is, Kawhi Leonard is still widely expected to resign with the Clippers. There was something else in there about, like, barring a shocking change, which is terrifying. Like an earthquake? Yes. Do Because we, we did have one of those. He might want to bail. What if there's just one big earthquake and Kawhi's like, I'm out. This is too crazy. Do we believe this, or are we choosing to not even think about this until the situation comes to a head? Look, Kawhi, to me, is so enigmatic. You yes. know, it's, it's really hard to predict what he's going to do. I, I will have to say this, and, like, I don't want to get down on anybody because as fans, look, we all love that 18-19 team. I'm not convinced that, that was Kawhi came— years ago. I, I'm not convinced that Kawhi came here solely to win championships specifically no there's very much a part of it that he wanted to be home yes which is very true yes i think you look at that 18 19 team right uh and if you're a star who wants to win rings yeah that's not a team that you look at and say oh i'm gonna go there to win a ring that's that's a team that's fun for fans and it's a yeah and cool story to take but yeah he wasn't like let me just come here i mean we had to trade shit like I think that he the was team interested. Has been drastically changed. I think that he was interested in playing with Paul George and playing with people yeah. that he wants to play with. That's the key part. Is yeah. that the team has drastically changed. Yeah. Um, in terms of personnel, in terms yes. of what they value, uh, it's the hierarchy has been really different. I'm just at the point where I'm like, dude, I don't think an NBA exec knows what Kawhi Leonard's going to do. I don't think the Clippers execs know what Kawhi Leonard's no. going to do. I love that there was a nice piece written about it, um, but I'm just, I can't even think about this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I have too just, much stress in my life outside of the Clippers that I yeah. don't need to add, will Kawhi stay with the team to my like getting ready for bed thoughts? I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's just so far out of the realm of things that we can control or predict. And PG's uh, locked up. It's like, what? Like, yeah, I mean, I think that he's going to stay is my inclination, but I mean, you know, who knows? Either way, I mean, either way, we're looking at a pretty fun Clippers team. Look, we gave up a lot. We're going to miss some of the things that we don't have anymore. But, I mean, thinking about... We got about, Luke Kennard. The, I don't know. Thinking we got about, Rondo thinking, for another year. Thinking about, a, thinking about a future of heavy Luke Kennard and Terrence Mann minutes is not the worst thing in the world <laughs> to me. So, yeah, like it's a, we're just at this point where we have so many other... We have the second round hump to get over. Yeah. We have a bunch of other things yeah, let's to just, about. Can we just see what happens this year? And <laughs> yeah. then, like, I mean, who cares? We, I, mean, well, I mean, I care, but... We already rolled the dice as hard as you could possibly roll the dice on this experiment. Oh, yeah. So there's no reason to worry about what's going to happen in a couple months. Um, hope everyone's doing well, by the way. 
Uh, Friday's episode, that wraps this one up. Unless there's anything else in shavings you'd like to discuss. No, we gotta get out of here. We've got a bunch of political stuff we gotta talk about right now. Um, let, me, let, me, let me have your ear for a second. Oh, God. <laughs> talk about vaccines and foot shrinkage. Uh, Friday's episode, recap of the game versus the Suns. Ooh, it's gonna be a fun one. A weekend preview uh, of the game against the Rockets, which will be a back-to-back mm-hmm. after we play the Suns. And then we play the Pistons, which I truly have no idea what the hell's gonna happen in that game. They would love to just smack us. They would. Um, and of course, a love, merry quarantine. You can find us on Apple Pods. Yep, you can find us or the podcast app. We're also on Google Podcasts. Are we Biden Pods? <laughs> We're not currently, but uh, <laughs> those are know. just pee pods that he sells. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we're, you know, you can find us on Spotify, Stitcher, Deezer, basically anywhere you find your podcast. You can definitely find us. Please subscribe if you haven't already. It really helps us out. As we mentioned up top, we come at you Monday through Friday, seven a.m. Honestly, like ninety nine point nine percent of the time. Oh God, this I feel this is my shame. Uh, thank y'all so much. I have been positive, Chuck Mockler, and I am William, the opinion updike. We appreciate you.